0: I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily. Brought to you by Front Page Studios. Cellular phones will soon become a thing of the past. Satellite phones are ready to take over. An iPhone maker, Apple, has already entered this market. With its new emergency text feature on its latest iPhone 14 series, Apple has become the front-runner in the emerging market for low-cost satellite phones. So, it's safe to say the race to dominate the satellite smartphone market has begun. Apple also claims that by early November, the new iPhone 14 series will be able to transmit quick SOS messages and location information from areas of the cellular grid. As of now, The service will be available in the United States and Canada, with the possibility of expansion into other countries. But wait, what are satellite smartphones and why do we need them? Let me quickly break it down for you. Out-of-network locations for your mobile or dead spots can be a difficult situation to be in. Consider the possibility that in the event of a disaster in your area, Your home's power, landlines, and cell towers would be out of all kinds of communication services. So, what do you do then? With the help of a satellite smartphone, you can use satellite technology to get in touch with family or request immediate assistance. Satellite phones have the advantages of functioning in remote locations, in contrast to cellular networks, which depend on cellular towers in your area. Despite cellular towers having formed a fairly reliable connectivity network across the globe, they are only as reliable as the towers that are close by. However, as long as you're on the surface of the planet, spotty coverage is not a major limitation for satellites, which typically cover the majority of the globe through multi-network triangulation. Naturally, there is fierce competition in this market. Apple is not alone. The US will have complete coverage due to the partnership of T-Mobile and SpaceX, which was announced last month, giving T-Mobile customers access wherever they are. Then, Google executives revealed on Twitter earlier this month that it is in the works of introducing Android phones, which will support satellite communications. While satellite phones can provide seamless connectivity, it may not be the easiest to get your hands on if you are in India. According to an article in the Indian Express, purchasing a satellite smartphone can both be expensive and fraught with legal complications. Following the 2011 Mumbai terrorist attacks, India effectively banned the use of Thuraya and Iridium satellite phones. Plus, satellite phones cannot be imported into India from abroad because of the Indian Wireless Telegraphy Act 1933, which states that no person shall possess wireless telegraphy apparatus except under and in accordance with a license issued under this Act. Which means you either need to buy it from an authorized distributor or import it with the permission of the Department of Telecommunications. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hello? I'm Fareen Khan, and this is the Deep Dive for September 13th, 2022. Software updates rarely get the kind of hype that the Ethereum merge is getting. And why not? After all, this is possibly the biggest upgrade event happening in the history of cryptocurrencies. As indicated by Ethereum's founder Vitalik Buterin, it's slated to take place between 13-15 to 15 September. We have witnessed the crypto market tumbling to new lows in 2022, But there's so much buzz around the merge that analysts believe this event might impact the global crypto market not just those coins and tokens based on ethereum blockchain and whether you're a crypto enthusiast or not this anticipated upgrade might be of some interest to everybody so what's the upgrade ethereum the second largest cryptocurrency network by market cap second to only bitcoin will soon be merging with a separate blockchain Hence, the upgrade is called Merge. Now, with this upgrade, Ethereum will switch to a radically different method of processing transactions. And this, in turn, will also make it more environmental-friendly, bringing down its energy consumption by about 99%. Okay, so how exactly? Well, brace yourself, because it's about to get a little technical. So, according to Digicommunist, Ethereum consumes about 112 terawatt hours of electricity per year. That is equivalent to what a country like Finland's population collectively consumes. The carbon footprint of a single Ethereum transaction is akin to watching 19,992 hours of YouTube. And that's just the case with Ethereum. Bitcoin has an even higher consumption. Conceptually, it's hard to imagine it, right? But this happens because crypto mining requires high-powered computers with powerful hardware running 24-7. You see, cryptocurrencies are not exactly governed by a centralized entity. Transactions on the Ethereum blockchain are validated by a decentralized network of computers or miners who have to prove that the transaction is valid in order to submit a block of transactions to the Ethereum blockchain. In this proof-of-work model of validation, Miners are constantly competing to solve complex mathematical puzzles or guessing random numbers to process transactions and get rewarded with freshly minted crypto tokens. This makes records on the blockchain secure but drives up the energy consumption. And this is what's about to change in the merge update. What's replacing proof-of-work is the proof-of-stake model which will use validators instead of miners. This will allow users to put their own coins at stake as a collateral against dishonest behavior and if they win the right to verify the next block, then they earn new tokens. This of course means that all that investment into high-powered hardware could go to waste for those who made such purchases, but this will make Ethereum blockchain faster, more scalable and energy efficient. But now that we have the technical details out of the way, there are some big questions around this monumental event. We have witnessed the crypto market tumbling to new lows in 2020. Will Ethereum Merge be able to revive it? And will this make Ether a more favorable option than Bitcoin? We invited Naimesh Singhvi, founder of CoinCrunch India, to break it down for us.
1: So the Ethereum Merge is now like about two days, uh, you know, to go. So shouldn't have any impact on the market now. Um, There is a speculation that the ETH uh, proof of work hard fork may happen which means that there will be two coins one ethereum running on proof of stake after the merge and one ethereum running on proof of work consensus so uh, if you have ethereum in your private wallet you will then have both coins the proof of stake one and proof of work one and if proof of work gains enough traction it may be valuable so uh whatever impact that is going to happen due to merge may have already happened um, after merge we may see prices go down because uh, people may be just accumulating ether uh, with the intent to get like the ethereum pow and pos coins but other than that uh, i don't think that it will have any impact on the market but yeah uh, in the longer run because the whole Merge and then, you know, increasing the speed of Ethereum, throughput of Ethereum will take about three more years, three to four more years. So by then, maybe Ethereum will become the most favored blockchain for smart contract-based development.
0: While it's possible that the update may not be able to stir up the crypto market, it's certainly a big shift. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM, the episode was written, researched, and produced by Manaswini and Shorbari, edited by Venkatanand. Sound was edited and mixed by Prasenji Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.